You're listening to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, with your test subject, Micah Ball. The salty, slightly cynical account of Micah's shocking diagnosis with epilepsy, the synaptic jolts that short-circuited his world, and efforts to rewire and rebuild his not-so-normal life. But first, he's going to need brain surgery. And now, Seizure Salad, with your host, Micah B. How's the social security disability going? Is that like, what's the process with that? Cause I'm sure that's a, uh, interesting adventure. <laughs> oh man. Especially um, now. Like actually, I'm actually really curious about that. Cause like, you know, they're essentially stopping everything else cause of the, you know, the COVID-19, all that going around. They're essentially like diverting all their attention and funds into the stimulus and making sure what is essential can run for the government. Mm-hmm. Which did like has that been affected for you at all? I, I don't know if you or if you know about it or like I don't know, just because like it seems like everything's getting stopped. So I don't know if like maybe for whatever reason they stop processing your application for a minute just because or whatever your status is and all that. Um. Well, nothing's really stopped. Um, I should find out by the end of this week the status of of my social security disability. That might just get fat fast tracked because I started that last year when I got thrown on disability and couldn't work anymore. So I've had plenty of lead time to get through and they say you're going to get denied or it's going to get sent back for, for more information at least once. Um, and mine did at least twice. Um, and, uh, I was told it's actually supposed to be coming through or being denied again at some point uh, within this month. And my uh, caseworker with the disability department uh, told me he'd be surprised if, if it did get denied again based off of, of my particular circumstance. The fact that it had already been in the pipeline um, and actually probably got through most or all of the approval channels uh, before the national crisis kind of hit full bore. I think that might've worked in my favor in the sense that I don't think that part affected me too much. And in fact, on another note, I got extra money on my disability and my, um, food assistance on my state temporary stuff. Cause I'm, it's like, like an unemployment. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially I had to go on some kind of, unemployment income i mean at least you're getting some you know i mean like i'm glad there's you know programs out there for more later and stuff like that you know it was like seems like it's just been a long process just for that to even get you know right point and stuff like that you know well and and you make a great point there because see i dealt with all this stuff before there was an international crisis involved and so i'm already in the system things are going along i'm I'm talking to friends and family members that have never had to do this before. And it's scary as fuck, dude. And I really, really hope that the system that I had to go through is fucking fast-tracked, man. Because if if everybody in this country had to go through what me and, and other people who have had to do disability incomes, uh, social security, disability, things like that, uh, you hear nothing but nightmare stories. So I'm praying, praying, praying to the higher power, whatever you believe in that, uh, that fucking, the government 
gets over their shit and fast tracks this stuff because otherwise otherwise we're gonna see some serious shit go down like biggest depression yeah we're already hitting we're already seeing projections of like 20 percent great depression 25 percent yeah no they expect yeah this goes unemployment there was a um, uh, economist, economist Stephen Moore. I actually just read this the other day. Uh, he basically came out and he said, like, if these shutdowns go into May, then like the U.S. economy can expect to lose twenty percent of its GDP, which is huge, you know, for sure, um, and all that. And like, as far as I'm concerned, like, I don't know the way things are looking. I'm already counting on this just being how it is until the fall, if not longer. You know, like I'm just like I'm just saying, like this is. Like they say it's going to you know hit the peak here soon but it's like even after the peak like how long does it take for it to get to a point where we can comfortably you know enjoy how long it? does it take for people to feel comfortable going out again spending money again and that's the thing is like it's going to take a while for like it's not like it's not like it's just going to come back to how it was right away and that's why i think it's weird so many people are like oh well like we just go back to work i was like like you know like <laughs> people are nervous like i don't know if i want to be out around crowds and so it's like you know it's the economy is in a really good spot all last summer and for, you know, for what was supposed to be this summer, like, you Sorry, know, you should have my mask on while talking to you, dude. <laughs> virtual, virtual mask. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyway, uh, uh, but it, you know, it's just, so it's like, it's like the economy, when the economy is good, bartenders make great money because people had extra money to spend. Uh, last summer in the year, like my tips were getting higher and higher than I've ever had, you know, when I was working at the places I was, and that's going to take a long time for that revenue to come back. Mm-hmm. It's going to take forever. And like all these restaurants, there's so, so many people that are going to not be able to open their restaurants again and all this. So it's even if this stopped today, there's so much damage economically that's already happened. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's a scary time for sure. You know, what is it? 10 yeah. million people applied for unemployment total so far since this all shutdown started. Like, that's scary. That's a lot of people, you know, that puts a strain on everything. Yeah. Everything, everything. And then you have, you know, these $1,200 checks that are supposed to come in, but I'm like, so you have a giant recession and now the U S government is just going to print $2 trillion to put into the economy while nothing is being produced. So it's like, you're going to cause inflation wow, already we're hitting a recession. That's going to take a while to get out. So it was like, you're, it, it's, it's definitely not like the ideal combo. I think that we're chewing should go for right now, but at the same time, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> you have to do something, you know, you can't just shut everybody down through no fault of their own and then expect them to figure it out. Right. Right. I think, God, I don't know what to think, to be honest with you. I mean, the, there needs to be some kind of central mobilization. There needs to be like some kind of central mobilization or something rather than leave everybody kind of on their own to scatter. And that's, uh, I see it coming from the States, like all over the place. And I love that. You know what I mean? Well, that's the one thing I like about how it is, you know, is like, you know, it's pretty much state by state case on how they how strict your state wants to get you know i know some people are mad that there's not like a national stay-at-home order but i'm like i actually appreciate the fact that like you know because at the end of the day like the end of the day it's still state rights which is a big thing and so um 
at the same uh, time, though, at the same time, dude, I am going to say something, and especially since like I'm staying up in northern Colorado within we're as close to Cheyenne up here as we are to Denver. Okay. Right. And Wyoming doesn't have a lockdown. Oh, there's not enough people in our state to worry about it. But guess what? There's a shit ton of people on the other side of the border that have found out that Wyoming doesn't have a shutdown and they're going up there thinking maybe they have food, maybe they have this, we can go out and party. You so you go up something like, normal. Well, I had a couple of friends go up to for up to you know, passing through and stuff like family, some kind of family shit. But almost every license plate in uh, the uh, gas station was out of state. Almost every license plate in the grocery store, they in the parking lot that they drove through, out of state. So, I mean, that that's the thing is like, it's definitely like everybody needs to do it for sure. Um, I mean, I, I think agree that- with you that like states' rights are super important here, but when you come to a time of national crisis, you need it needs to be a national response. There needs to be a national response for yeah. sure. Yeah, because like same thing, Utah doesn't have one, and uh, one of my buddies that's a bud tender, you know, and like everybody from Utah comes to. They can't go to Junction because Mesa County doesn't sell weed unless you have med. So they have to go to Parachute or to Beck or they come, they come all the way to Glenwood and stuff like that. So I have a bunch of friends that work at those pot shops. So most of their customers are all from Utah, you know? And so I was like, there's, you know, going here. And so it's just like, so yeah, I get that for sure. So I don't know. It's just, it's times are weird. Times are really fucking times are real fucking weird, man. Like, yeah. yeah, nothing makes sense anymore. Everything went backwards so fast. Like everybody just like, I don't know. It's just, it's a unique time, but I think it's also like exciting, you know, like at least for me, like I've actually enjoyed like, as bad as everything is, you know, like enjoying my time so far, you know, I spent the first two weeks, I think just like getting belligerently drunk and high, but then I was like, no, I, I have all this free time. I can use it to benefit myself. Right. So I've been hitting the gym, hitting the, you know, hitting the, tra- hitting the runs and I've just been hiking every day if I can, you know, it doesn't have to be anything much, but it's just, you know, take advantage of it while you can like shit, read that book. You keep saying you want to read, just fucking do it. You know, like, now you have all the time in the world. So don't bitch and complain. You know, you can't do anything about it. So you might as well just fucking go outside, read a book, watch a movie. I don't give a shit. Just do something productive that makes you f- do something that makes you feel productive. Yeah, exactly. I did submit, I did submit seizure salad to uh, uh online, uh, uh, webcast directories. I was productive. See, there you go. And so it's like, you know, yeah. we can focus on this a little bit, but I'm now. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Fuster clock is now available on Google play. iTunes. And Spotify. I bet you iTunes. Yeah. Spotify. I bet you iTunes will accept us. There's a couple episodes. I'm like, they might not like that because they're Apple and they're assholes, but eh, whatever. I mean, like we'll get there eventually, but you know, we're moving <laughs> up in the world where we don't have to have people download a separate app to listen. Now to listen. I know. Now, now I think it'll definitely be a good thing for sure. So I'm excited for it. I'll make sure to push it out on all the socials here in a bit. Absolutely. Yep. And I've been uh, talking with some of my uh, friends that are in that kind of community, the nonprofit community that deal with things like neurological disorders, PTSD, uh, epilepsy and other things. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to some good things. Uh, my next little step is finishing up Caesar salad.org and it's going to be kind of a resource and we'll, 
we'll kind of plant this podcast right there. So then at that point, once I'm ready, once, once we got all these little pieces of the puzzle in place, um, it's been a while since I've built websites like from the ground up. So, you know, you got to give me a little, a little leeway on that. Hey, but once no all the pieces are in place, um, this can be a, this can be a resource kind of like what we've been talking about. Um, so yeah, I feel productive about it. It's, and see, that's exactly it, you know, and it's just, you know, um, <laughs> you know, and luckily you've been able to focus on this for a while, but I just see, you know, people, me just, Mr. Head Start. <laughs> but you know, I just see people that like, it's like they're struggling to find things to do. And at least for me, at least if you're here in the Roaring Fork Valley area, you should never struggle to find anything to do. There's always going to be something to focus on. Right. You know, it's like, I don't know. Like I just, I don't want to waste all this free time I have. Like, I don't want it just to be throwing myself like a pity party and, you know, for me and everybody else that's, you know, there's enough of that shit. Uh, so might as well use it to your benefit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, it's been really good. Taught my dad how to, uh, use zoom for his art classes so that he can have his in-person art classes online now. Does he teach them um, or does he take them? No, he teaches them. No way. That's awesome. He's really good, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, check it out sometime. I'll send you a link. George yeah, Call. George yeah. Call. Fineart.com. Check that out. George Call. Greatart.com. George Call.com. I don't know. He's got a couple different websites, but he teaches classes up here in Northern Colorado. He does really good work. He actually, um, takes the llamas used to when they were unretired, uh, before they were retired, I should say, used to take them up in the high country, Northern Colorado, um, Wyoming and spend anywhere from like six days to two weeks up there with them, pack one llama with all his camping gear, one llama with all his, uh, fine art gear, including a full size diesel. And he'd paint these amazing landscapes that you could never get to unless you had fucking two llamas, man. No shit. You know, and, 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 and a lifelong backpacker like my dad is. So, yeah, that's one of the things that was kind of an inspiration for him and stuff for years. Doesn't do that much anymore. Teaches mainly. But he still gets up. He'll get up into, like... Roosevelt National Park, Rocky Mountain National Park, stuff like that. Paint some really cool shit. That's awesome. It does yeah. landscapes and all that. That's awesome. Yeah. Make him a uh, custom paint some designs you can upload. <laughs> Talk to him. He might do something for you. He is a pretty fucking traditional though. For custom designs and stuff, I got someone else in mind for you. Guy who the guy who did the picture for the uh seizure salad cover art. Oh, no kidding. That's who you need to talk to for that. The right guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if you're talking about what I think you're talking about, that's the guy to that's talk to. That's the guy to. for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, what we're – so, yeah, I've been productive. I've been building up this, helping out, um, kind of brushing up on shit and, and brushing up on my ukulele skills. There we go. Reteaching inside live coming soon. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Brushing up on a little bit of my guitar skills, kind of reteaching myself, I guess, because Isaac 
when I play with him, I feel like I just begun, which is like embarrassing as hell because he learned from my guitar. Uh, does he put you to shame? Oh, he's, a little bit, a lot. He picked up my banjo before it broke and within four days was like playing it almost as good as me. It was like, you little son of a bitch. <laughs> He's a savant like that. That's good. Yeah. I'll brag. I'll brag up my spawn. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So no productivity is the key, man. You, you know, it's sometimes it's finding those loops and I've had a chance to, to, catch up and patch up a little bit with a dear friend of mine. And uh, we've been playing phone tag the past four or five days, but uh, he's in advanced MS. I mean, you talk about a guy who's prepared for what's going on now. This guy's had 20 fucking years of experience and he's going through stuff that, that I could only imagine. And every time Every time we have a podcast, every time I go through some shit, every time I start to feel like, like you said, the pity party, Mm -hmm. every time I start to feel down or sorry for myself or something in this past year plus, I think about what he's had to go through and how he's held himself up through it. And I'm like, man, dude, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. You know, Um, he's an inspiration to me. And he was an inspiration to me before I got diagnosed and even found out I had epilepsy. He's been an inspiration to me for years. And now though, that inspiration takes on a whole fucking new level. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. He actually, he actually was one of the inspirations for the name seizure salad. That was a, uh, that was the punchline of a joke he loved to tell. Caesar salad about epileptics and in and, and vegetables, human vegetables. Yeah, so, <laughs> he he like like myself. He he gets through this by uh, with humor. It's the best way to get through most things, I imagine. You know, yeah. you can, you know it's just exactly. everything's everything's funny if you just laugh at it. <laughs> Seizure Salad Fuster Clock Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. Until then, remember that it's all in your head. <laughs>